message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I will read from verse 1 to verse 30. Open your Bibles and let us read together. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but whichever version of Scripture you are following, you are reading, I want you to follow along with me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Monsair, whom you would not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, 
but our eyes are upon you. Verse 13, Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 22. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. 
And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there were dead, there were their dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat in front of them, to go back to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. Verse 28, So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For his God gave him rest all around. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our spirits this day. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Beloved, this is a powerful illustration of what I call breakthrough when the combined armies of three nations came against Jehoshaphat, and yet by the finger of God, Jehoshaphat was able to win the battle without even drawing a sword. I want to bring an exhortation unto every one of you, an exhortation that I have titled Breakthrough in Life. Breakthrough in life. What it means is that the challenges of life will come. The difficulties, the trials, the oppositions, they will come. So long as we live on this earth, these will be a normal part of everyday living. But beloved, when such situations do come, breakthrough. Breakthrough. How am I going to do that? In Psalm 77, the psalmist in Psalm 77, verses 1 and 2, he said, I cried out to God with my voice. So anytime you are confronted with a negative situation, an opposition, a challenge, a difficulty, a trial, a temptation, that which will take you off your God, 
that which will bring you down, that which will make your spirit be broken. When such situations do happen, and beloved, they will happen from time to time. Like the psalmist, you also lift up your voice and say, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without season, and my soul refused to be comforted. Brethren, let us do as the psalmist did. In the times of trouble, he cried out unto the Lord in prayer. He sought the face of the Lord, and then the Lord gave ear to him. I am here to bring this comforting statement unto you that you may be going through difficulties, you may be going through challenges, you may be going through depressive moments in your life, but take heart, God will give ear to you if only you will cry out unto him. Breakthrough in life. What is a breakthrough? When I talk about breakthrough, I'm talking about a sudden, dramatic, important advance. A sudden, dramatic, and important advance. Breakthroughs occur in every area of life. Even in the realms of the spirit, there are breakthroughs. And when I talk about breakthrough in the realms of the spirit, I'm talking about that moment of clarity of understanding of whatever issues that there were darkness in that you couldn't, you couldn't have a clear understanding. You couldn't see as you ought to see. You couldn't define what steps to take in such moments in your life. And then suddenly a moment of clarity comes. A moment of enlightenment comes. A moment of spiritual illumination comes. Indeed, a moment of breakthrough. What is a breakthrough? That sudden, dramatic, and important advance. That a door opens suddenly, dramatically, and then you advance. You go forward. That is a breakthrough. How do I get such breakthroughs in my life when I'm confronted with difficult situations? Philippians and chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. In the down moments of your life, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, lifting up your voice unto the Lord. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When you do that, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, <laughs> surpasses all understanding. That is 
inexplicable peace. Even though you are surrounded by difficulties, challenges, trials, temptations, insufficiencies, depressive moments, depressive thoughts, words that you are hearing are words of discouragement. Yet, God will touch you and grant you that peace. That peace that people will look at you and say, what's happening? That peace that you yourself cannot explain. That peace that is literally impossible because of the situation in which you are. And yet, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Brethren, Life is full of ups and downs. After every mountain, there is a valley. Challenges and tests are all a normal part of human living. But in all of these low moments of life, the scripture says, and the scripture enjoins every believer, be anxious for nothing. Amen. Let us quickly make reference to the passage that we read from Second Chronicles and chapter 20. Let's look at a portion of it and see a sequence of events that led to having rest, having victory over combined army of enemies without throwing a sword. Let's look at it. We may not look at the whole picture, but we'll begin to read from verse 1. Verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Sometimes in your life, things battle with you. Things battle with your health. Things battle with your finances. Things battle with your family. Things battle with you in your workplace. Things happen that are battling against you and that is exactly what happened to jehoshaphat verse 2 says then some came and told jehoshaphat saying a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea some people have made themselves carriers of good news of bad news some people will live fishing for Issues that will bring you down. People have dedicated themselves to be going around looking for things to come and tell you that will bring you down, that will make you low. It's all part of life. You wonder whether these people don't have anything positive to do. But then that's what happened to Jehoshaphat here. Some came and told Jehoshaphat, I pray it is his own people, probably as a king. He had soldiers that were picking intelligence information for him. I pray it is such people that came to tell him. It could also be other people that didn't have any business, but they chanced on this information and they made it known to the king. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hezazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. Now look at verse 3. 
And Jehoshaphat feared. Who wouldn't fear after hearing such information? Who? Who wouldn't be troubled? It's a natural reaction to such information. And Jehoshaphat is a man, was a man. Even though he was a king, he was a man. And the natural reaction came upon him. He feared. So when you hear of such things and fear grips you, it's natural. But what you do thereafter is what will define whether what you have heard or seen or passed through will break you down or give you a breakthrough. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Look at how Jehoshaphat reacted to this piece of information that came to him. Naturally, when he heard the news, he feared. But quickly, he gathered himself. He put himself together. He said to himself, there is a God I serve who is able to help me go through all of this. And so he set himself to seek the Lord. Beloved, that is one of the key things I want you to know in times like this. When you look around you and everything is going down, when in your office probably they are thinking of laying you off, when you enter your kitchen and you don't see sufficient, when your bank account doesn't add up, when your children, you look into the eyes of your children, they are hungry, and yet you are unable to provide for them as you would want to. What would you do? Set yourself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast. Praise the Lord. Set yourself. So let us look at the three things I want us to take note and then we'll begin to pray. First thing I want you to take note of, Jehoshaphat set himself to seek the Lord. He chose to shift his attention from the trouble. Of course, he has heard it's good of piece of information that he needs to react to. As a human being, he won't just sit down dormant like that. But look at how Jehoshaphat took the piece of information and processed it. That news that came to him set him up to seek the Lord. He shifted from the evil report and he set himself to seek the Lord. One step nearer your breakthrough is when you choose to set your face to seek the Lord. One step nearer to your breakthrough is when you, of your own, take hold of your mind and channel your attention, your efforts, your energies, not on the evil report that can wear you out and bring you down, but when you consciously, willingly, in the midst and in the face of the troubles, choose to set your face to seek the Lord. And when you do that, you will be one step closer to your breakthrough. Look at it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. We have read it, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Choose not to dwell on the evil report, but in everything by prayer and supplication. By 
prayer and supplication in every situation. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Beloved, take note of that and you will be one step closer to your breakthrough and it will surely come your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Step number two, he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He proclaimed a fast. Why did he proclaim a fast? You have got this piece of information. The combined armies of three nations are coming against you. Why would you want to proclaim a fast? Is it not the time to run to your barracks or military camps and then assess them and prepare them and put them on their alert? Beloved, let us become very practical. With the outbreak of the coronavirus, and the president of the nation announced that there is going to be a partial lockdown. People rushed to go and look for, for food, and pile food, as much as their resources could. Everybody prepared. When you hear such things, there are natural things you do. And so when Jehoshaphat heard that the nations were coming against him, you thought Proclaiming a fast was the most logical thing to do. But we are told he proclaimed a fast. Why, brethren? When you choose to fast, you declare your intention to seriously commit to God and seek his ways. That is what a fast does. When you choose to fast, when you choose to fast, you declare your intention to seriously commit to God and seek his ways. You tell yourself, I am going to lie prostrate before my God and I commit to it by not allowing anything to distract me by putting my body under so that my spirit can be released to relate with my God. I choose to declare my intention to seriously commit to God and seek his ways. That is what fasting is all about. When we talk about fasting, we are not putting God and the no 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 fasting is about self positioning about you committing yourself to seek God God is God will ever be as he was yesterday so is he today so shall he be tomorrow what will a fast do a fast will commit you to the ways of God a fast will make God hey you tell yourself I'm serious I'm going to Look for the things of God. I'm going to go the way of God, just like Jehoshaphat is doing here. A nation is coming against you, but he chose to seek the face of the Lord. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 will give us an illustration. Ezra chapter 8 and verse 21. Then I proclaimed a fast. Then I proclaimed a fast at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God. That is the fast. That is the essence of the fast. That we might humble ourselves. 
that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek him, to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones. Ezra chapter 8 verse 20, very appropriate for this occasion. When you proclaim a fast, you choose to humble yourself before the Lord your God to seek from him the right way to go. And look at Jehoshaphat. Nations coming against you. And yet he went before the Lord. And the answer God, the path God gave him beats human imagination. That is breakthrough. Man by himself alone would never have gone that way. But look at God's intervention that led to total victory that made him spend three days to carry the booty. <laughs> Beloved, you must break through in life. Step number two is proclaim a fast. Commit yourself to seeking the way of God for you in such situations. And then you will see God coming through for you. Step number three. Step number three. When you look at verse four, verse four of Second Chronicles and chapter 20, he said, So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. They gathered together in a fast. For what purpose? To ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They came to seek the Lord. So the third step, after choosing to go the way of the Lord, after committing yourself in a fast unto the Lord, you seek help from the Lord specifically. Jehoshaphat in his prayer said, we don't know what to do about this great army. <laughs> we don't know, so help us. When you come face to face with challenging situations in your own up, someone made you and someone brought you to this earth and there is a reason and a purpose for which God made you and brought you here. Own up. They gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Acknowledge your need for help and request for it. <laughs> Acknowledge your need for help. That is prayer. Opening up unto the Lord, asking for help. Help me, O Lord. Let God know that you are asking for help. Let me give you this illustration in the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 10. It's, it's a popular story. I'm sure every one of you know about Mark chapter 10. I'll just quickly read through it. You know the story. Mark chapter 10 from verse 46. Now they came to Jericho, Jesus and his disciples. They came to Jericho. And he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Mind you, he was blind, but he had heard that Jesus is passing by. Verse 48, Then many warned him to be quiet, 
but he cried out all the more, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. You see human beings? They turn at the twist of, of the finger. At first they were shouting him down. Now they are asking him to rise up and go. When you live your life on what people will say and what people will do, it is a sign that you yourself, you are confused about life. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. Now look at the reaction of Bartimaeus and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? That is the scripture, the question I have always pondered. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus could see a blind man. I'm sure they have told him when he was passing by and this man was making noise. Jesus heard. But when they came face to face, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you, beloved? You should know why you are going before the Lord and with what specific request. Don't go do general, Lord, help me. That is what Bartimaeus said. Son of David, have mercy on me. But Jesus came down and said, come down to specifics. What do you want me to do for you? Then the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. That I may receive my sight. What point are you laying before the Lord your God in prayer? The answer of Jesus Christ in verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, look at the breakthrough. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And immediately a sudden enlightenment, a sudden change, a sudden transformation, a sudden advancement in life. Go your way. What a breakthrough. And immediately he received his sight. And immediately he received his sight. When we go back to the passage in Second Chronicles, we see the breakthrough moment. When you look at verse 22, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 22, the scripture says, Now, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, because they set themselves to seek the Lord and his ways. So when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon. Moab and Mount Seir. The Lord, may the Lord fight your battles for you. When you are caught up in a situation when you don't know what to do, may the Lord your God step in and bring you out victoriously in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your enemies, it doesn't matter if they have ganged up together, they shall be defeated. In whatever moments you find yourself in, low moments, threatening moments in your life, the Lord will step in and grant you victory. Receive that 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at verse 24. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there were dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. May I stand upon this word and declare to you, not even the coronavirus will bring you down. The Lord your God is rising up, and the virus plus any other thing militating against you will bring them down now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare, no one will escape. No one of the enemies of your progress. No one of the enemies of your good health. No one of the enemies of your good living. No one of the enemies of your faith in God will escape. No one escaped of the three armies that came together against Jehoshaphat. Beloved, that is your portion this day. And the Lord will carry you through in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I saw this verse in the closing verse 30, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 30. It, it, it brought calmness to my soul. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. I decree that quietness in your spirit and in your environment unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. I pronounce that quiet upon you. Quiet in your home. Quiet in your resources. Quiet in your workplace. Quiet everywhere the devil has raised a storm against you. I pronounce quiet in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus Christ looked at the boisterous wind on the seas when the disciples were on the seas and said, peace be still. Today, I command that peace upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. May you be surrounded with the rest that comes from God. What people will cry about, run helter-skelter about. May the Lord God Almighty give you that rest in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you and praise you for what you have spoken unto us this day. We thank you, that, Lord, as we sit and we go over these scriptures, may the inside of us be strengthened to stand even in times of challenges. Lord, our eyes are fixed on you, just as Jehoshaphat led the whole of Israel to set their face to seek you. We also will fix our eyes on you this day. And we know that just as you came through for Jehoshaphat, you will also come through for us when we call upon you. The Lord, our God, our eyes are on you. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for giving ear unto us. Thank you for bringing quietness all around us. Thank you for bringing quietness on our inside. Blessed is your name forever.
May the hand of the Lord come mighty upon you. May his face shine upon you. And as you commit yourself and set your face to seek him, may he bring quietness all around you unto you. May his hand reach out in protection and in provision. Receive this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.